You're listening to Good to Grow, a podcast for budding green thumbs. We'll dig into the fun, frustration, and science of growing your own food and flowers in Alberta. Hi, I'm your host, Sandra Speronis. On our first episode, we'll meet my coworker, Carolee Epp. But first, you're probably wondering, what does the Alberta Motor Association have to do with gardening? Well, we recently started a Facebook community called Good to Grow, where Albertans can connect with fellow gardeners, share tips, and get expert advice. Carolee Epp is one of the members of our Good to Grow community. She joins me to talk about her epic adventures in gardening. Welcome. So last summer, you took part in a friendly gardening competition with your husband, Jeff. What inspired it? (laughs) Well, let's see. Um, My husband grew up in Ontario on a farm. And uh, his dad was the farmer, and they had tomatoes and peppers and all kinds of orchards and things. So he's always prided himself on being better at gardening, vegetable gardening and and the like, than me. And so uh, we had raised, uh, we had gotten a couple of raised garden beds, uh, two of them to be exact, and put them next to each other. And it just sprung out of nowhere, like, we should, we should compete. Like, you should, you should grow tomatoes and uh, I'll grow cucumbers and we'll see who gets the most bounty at the end. Um, So that's where it kind of came from. That was just last year. Uh, And so. And how did you prepare for it? um, So I had to do a little planning of which which vegetables I was going to put in my garden and um, try to challenge myself a little bit with something I hadn't done before, but also pick some safe bets so that I didn't lose. So uh, I tried um, sweet peas for the first time, and I had a couple of cute little trellises that I put up so they could grow vertically. Um, and they did amazingly well. I think it was just because we had so much rain in June last year. They just soaked it all up. They liked that coastal uh, vibe. And uh, I, they exploded on me. There were so many, and they were so big and, and beautiful. And then I I had to kind of scale back, like, what, what else can I put in this little four by four? I mean, it's not very big garden box. Uh, so I tried cucumbers, killed every single one of them, whether it came from seeds or came from the gardening center. Uh-oh. Um, yeah, they, they just were maybe too wet. I'm not sure. Um, but I did well with lettuce and I did well with my carrots. So at the end of the day, you know, he had some tomatoes. He had some hot peppers, uh, but my sweet peas won the day. So you won the competition. I won the competition. Yeah, he he said that he would give me a, a couple of years to get cucumber ready before he tried cucumber. So I'm doing them again this year. We'll see what happens. Okay. Good luck with that. <laughs> um, how did you celebrate your win? Did I celebrate? It's really just bragging rights good. for the most part. Um, I think I gave away some of our some of our peas to some neighbors and some friends. Uh, that we went camping with uh, on the long weekend, so it was all it was all in fun. Nice. Would you say that you have a greener thumb usually than Jeff? Or I think I remember you telling me something about him saying that you actually have a brown thumb. <laughs> yes, yes, he has said that before. Uh, I definitely have a browner thumb than he does. Uh, I I don't know what it is. I tried tomatoes for a few years. And it, for whatever reason, I can grow plants for days, but I just can't get the the plant itself to produce fruit. Uh, I mean, it produces some, but then they're not very big. Some of them are stunted. I think it, I just 
don't have the meticulousness to to pick out all the suckers that need to be picked out and um or either that or I need to find a determinant type that I d- doesn't need that. <laughs> what do you like about gardening? Uh I like learning new things. Um but I also like the calm that it brings. It's just it's an escape from you know the the hectic pace of of life and deadlines and the things that we have to deal with every day. Um, I feel like it's even when I'm pulling weeds out of the garden, whether it's my floral beds or my garden, my my edible gardening, um, it, it almost like a clearing of my mind at the same time. And I just, it's just relaxing. What do you do in the winter then? <laughs> uh, I have some houseplants. Nice. Um, I have a giant aloe plant, actually. It's it's taking over the living room. Um, <clears throat> it looks like it's wanting to run out of the pot. It's like tilted over. Uh, I, I don't do uh, I don't do a lot of other hobbies. Although last year I took up jigsaw puzzles again. Didn't uh, we all? Oh, <laughs> a long lost love. Um, so yeah, I guess it, it's more cleaning cleaning things in the winter time inside than than you know outdoor activity. How did you first get into gardening? Um, when I got my first house, uh, it had this very cute little row of tea roses, hybrid tea roses. And I knew nothing whatsoever about tea roses. And in hindsight, um, there are a lot of work. I've never put them in anywhere else I've lived because of that. So I had to learn very quickly how to tend to them, how to care for them, um, what they what kind of diseases they were susceptible to and and all of those kinds of things. Um, so that was kind of a, an interesting learning activity for me. Then a few years later, it was after I met Jeff, we decided to experiment with a, with a small patch of vegetable gardening um, next to our garage. And I can remember also learning a lot about things that you don't plant in a garden bed like mint, which will just take over your entire plot if you let it. Um, it's one of those things you want to put it in a pot and sink the pot into the ground because it just sends out all these shoots and and comes up everywhere if you don't. Good uh, to so, know. <laughs> so that was that was a learning for me and and other little things like you know I like to plant what I like to eat and. So I thought, what a great idea. I'll, I'll plant some asparagus because it's so expensive in the stores. It takes like four years to get your first stock. You could actually, you know, have enough girth to it that you would cut it and eat it. So uh, some learning, a lot of learning experiences. Um, so I also, did you ever get any asparagus? No, never. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't live there long enough. Okay. <laughs> um, but then, you know, I really just love you know, I call the, the, my local gardening center, my happy place. Cause you just walk in and it's beautiful and it's so smells so nice. And you just, I'm just attracted to all the pretty things. Um, and so really, you know, gardening just kind of is one of my, one of my favorite things to, to put the colors together and the annual beds and, and those sorts of things. Nice. What are some of your childhood memories of gardens? I remember raiding a lot of our neighbor's gardens. Raiding. Yes. (laughs) Like stealing the raspberries and the peas. Oh, yeah. But we didn't actually grow that much ourselves. I think rhubarb and chives was the extent of it. That's funny. I think I've always had chives. Um, My mom had a big garden, floral type garden at our our summer house, I can remember. Um, 
but I, I, I really wasn't into it as a, as a child. It wasn't, I was too busy doing other kid things, I think. Um, I do remember when I was growing up, it was a tradition that on Mother's Day, we would always, it was a chore. It was, (laughs) it was, that was the day that we went to the garden place and we bought all the flowers and we brought them home to mom's house and we planted them. And it was, so it wasn't like, it was a nice thing to do for mom. But you didn't have fond memories of it. It wasn't fun. No. No. Like, even if it was raining out, we were out planting annuals in her, you know, in her backyard. And yeah, until the one year where the weather was really, really bad. And called for frost that like the following day, and so we went to the we went to the garden store and we bought all the plants and we put them in her garage and she forgot about them and they all died. Oops. <laughs> so that was not a good experience. <laughs> She'll never live it down either. <laughs> okay, so you mentioned that you're growing uh, sweet peas and cucumbers this year. What else are you do you have on the go? So this year, so I've picked a different type of cucumber this time. So I think it might be a little more successful. There's a little bit smaller. We call them field cukes, more like a pickle. So those are already starting, um, which are great. And then I found another interesting variety called uh, cucamelons or mouse melon. They're like these tiny cucumbers that have a hint of lime in the flavor. And they grow, they really like hot, hot weather. So I've, I've got them in like a hanging basket type thing. Um, so I've started those. I'm super excited for those. They're, they're small. They're the size of a quarter or a loony. And how big do they get? That's, that's oh, when that's you pick the them. Size. You pick them when they're like, you know, a couple inches long and, and, or like an inch long and, and eat them right off the vine. I, I'm told. So I'm really excited about those. Have you ever tasted one in the past? No, no, I haven't. But somebody, I, I posted a picture on Facebook of my, what should I plant in these two uh, boxes I have on my balcony and somebody said cucamelons and I said what's a cucamelon <laughs> like, I don't know so I looked it up and sure enough you know that's exactly what I planted in there uh, I've got lettuce I've got spinach I've got um, carrots a f- couple of herbs which are mostly inside in my kitchen uh, the peas you mentioned because I've got to go for the win again and, absolutely and uh, some edible flowers so I've, I've started uh, barrage seed. So I'm told they're delicious in your salad. So I'm going to try those for the first time. And of course, I have to every year try the ever elusive watermelon. Have you ever been able to grow a watermelon? Never. Never have. No. It seems like not the long one enough. thing in Alberta, right? It's the one thing in Alberta that, yeah. I don't, I, it's, it's to torment myself, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any other like fruits or vegetables or plants that you'd love to grow in Alberta, but can't because we just don't have the zones? Well, pretty much any tropical fruit, right? I don't know. I, I don't grow anything that I won't eat because why would I grow anything that I wouldn't eat? Um, so there's not a lot that, that I'm kind of picky. I, I, I just grow the stuff that I know is going to work for the most part. It's kind of setting myself up for success. Right. <laughs> Now let's go back to these cucamelons. <laughs> I love the word. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds made up. Um, when will you be able to harvest them? I think that they grow pretty quickly once they start to vine and take off. That's what I've been told. Um, I'm actually hoping my my goal is to pickle them. Um, I've been ah. told that they're really good pickled, uh, but you can 
pick them off the vine and eat them when when they're ready, I guess. I think I want to say that the seed packet said 60 days. Okay. Which is about average, I would think, for a, a cucumber. Mine are little seedlings right now, maybe three inches tall, <laughs> just getting their first leaves. When do you usually start your seeds? So I usually start my seeds right around the first bit of April. Um, we have a south-facing window, and we set up a table so that we can put them kind of at eye level, and we don't have to take up our whole dining room. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, we started a little earlier this year, so our plants are quite are quite hardy already. I I think. Uh, this weekend will be the time that I probably go and put my cucumbers in the ground. At least two of them. I have four. So I'm not sure where I'm putting the other two yet. <laughs> They're backup reserve in case the first two don't make it. <laughs> right. And I hear your husband's not actually in town, so you're going to have to look after his uh, vegetables? Yeah, I know. It's been uh, tempting given the contest uh, competition uh, angle of things. Um, I've been tending to his seedlings dutifully for the last few weeks. Um, they're doing fine, except the one that might have blown over in the wind yesterday. But <laughs> <laughs> they're, uh, yeah, I will have to, I will have to try to tend to his, to his during the week, during the weeks that he's away. Yeah. And we can vouch. It was windy last night. <laughs> so it really did happen. <laughs> You have to have a prize this year. You guys have to come up with something. Yeah, I'll have to think about that. That's uh, that's interesting. We'll have to come up with some kind of prize. I'm sure it won't be difficult to find something. <laughs> I think if he wins, he should have to cook you dinner with the vegetables that you've grown. <laughs> <laughs> and vice versa. That sounds like a, that sounds like doable. Yeah. Are there any favorite dishes that you like to make with your own vegetables? Well, we tend to get a lot of um, tomatoes from our harvest, and uh, I was speaking with my mother-in-law about what do I do with all of these tomatoes if they're all ripening at the same time, and she suggested I freeze them, and I thought, that's odd. But then I thought about it, and I tried it last year, because we had about 80 tomatoes, and of course, nobody can eat 80 tomatoes in a short time. Not a family of three, no. No, <laughs> certainly not a family of, a family of three with a child who doesn't like tomatoes. Oops. So <laughs> um, I put some in a freezer, in our freezer, in a freezer bag, and I pulled them out and I dropped them in boiling water. Uh, the skins come right off if you do that. And then I made a delicious like tomato basil spaghetti sauce with them and they were fantastic. Um, we also make, my, my husband makes a mean chili and those fresh tomatoes really kick it up a notch. Oh, my stomach is grumbling now. Seriously. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that, but <laughs> that sounds wonderful. And uh, I think I learned something new every day because I did not know that you could freeze tomatoes. Yeah, you can. So you could you could also make the sauce in advance and freeze it if you wanted to. But I'm lazy. I just <laughs> throw the whole... Throw the whole tomato in the freezer. Um, we also, that that mean chili I mentioned, uh, also features his homegrown um, peppers, jalapeno peppers and cayenne. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's got three different kinds of peppers this year, including chili peppers. So he'll dry out the, the peppers and crush them up and make, uh, you know, pepper flakes that you can add all winter long. We use them all winter. Nice. Yeah. 
Wow, the advantages of growing your own food. The yeah. things you can do. Yeah. And if you have leftover herbs, I had a ton of leftover herbs last season. Chives, because you never eat all the chives. They grow so fast. Yeah. Um, chives and parsley. And I think I had rosemary and some basil. And I dried them myself. I, I don't know if I did it correctly, but I did. And uh, I chopped them all up. And I put them in my blender with a block of butter and whipped it all up, like whipped that butter and the herbs together. And then my daughter put them in a piping bag and piped out little little pats and we froze those and we've been using those all winter. I think I saw that on your Facebook yeah. account or your Instagram or something. Yeah. 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 They're fantastic. You just throw them on your potatoes or on your steak or use them like you would use, you know, any other butter, but it's already got the herbs in it. So yeah. it's fantastic. Great idea. So if you haven't been able to tell already, I'm not, you know, the greatest gardener. You're obviously, you know, more advanced than I am. What's your advice for aspiring green thumbs? I would say uh, there's a couple of things. First is start small, right? Like my first time gardening, you know, I failed miserably at mint and asparagus, you know, but they they were small. Um, And that's because you didn't know you should shouldn't be growing those. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, start small, start with something that's easy, whether that's easy perennials or flowers, herbs, or edible, um, you know, vegetables, fruits and vegetables. Start, start with, um, so try some something, easy stuff, like yeah, lettuce. Exactly. Yeah. So right? like mint and asparagus would be like for somebody with much more experience. <laughs> yeah. Don't start there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take my own advice. Don't start there. Okay. Um, yeah, start with some easy stuff. Lettuce. Uh, what else is easy? Peas are pretty easy. And of course, depending on where you are and what your, you know, what kind of light you have in your in your gardening space, etc. Radishes, I'm told, are easy. But I guess another piece of advice is don't grow stuff you're not going to eat. I mean, I don't. <laughs> right? Radishes are supposed to be super easy to grow. I don't happen to like radishes. So I don't grow them. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. So I guess that's, you know, plant and, and grow what you enjoy, whether that's, you know, easy things like hostas and daylilies because you've got lots of shade or poor soil. Um, but they're they're pretty to look at. So grow those. Okay. What have you learned from AMA's Good to Grow community? Well, besides cucumelons, because that was a find, and borage, which was also a find. Nice. Um, I also learned... I think it was from our friend Cheryl that uh, in, before you put your tomatoes in the ground, the soil should be around 15 degrees Celsius. And I didn't know that. So I didn't realize that there was kind of a, a tipping point for your, for your transplants. So I think I'll wait until this weekend when we're supposed to hit 25 and uh, that's when the tomatoes will go in the ground. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Right? Yeah. So what does success, what does gardening success look like for you this year? Uh, so I have actually, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty proud that we didn't have any winter kill this year. Every year it seems in Edmonton, we, you know, spring comes around and something doesn't come back. Um, so far, both of my rose bushes have come back. So I was super excited about that because they weren't cheap. Uh, all of the hostas that I divided last fall came back. So that's exciting. 
my daylilies are, I had to pick, I had to pull one and divide it. So those divisions are a little bit slow and going, but they all came back. Um, all my trees are in beautiful, you know, leafing out and, and flowering. And um, so it's just nice when you things come back to life in the spring and you look out and you don't see a bunch of work that you have to do. <laughs> I mean, the edible stuff is, it's all annual. It, it you know, um, I don't, I don't have, except for my chives, nothing is really perennial. Um, so, and that I just, I try to switch it up, you know, try something new every year and, and stick with a few staples. So, nice. Yeah. Well, good luck with your garden. And I can't wait to see more photographs uh, in the good to grow community from your garden. Yeah, you will. I, for sure. I'm planning this weekend to go to my favorite local greenhouse, which is, like I said, my happy place um, because I, I just love picking out new annuals every year. I mean, I pick out a couple standard things for my pots, like marigolds that, you know, bees like and things, things of that nature. But I always find some unique flower that just draws me in and I have to have it in my, in, on my patio. So I'm looking forward to that. What was the last unique flower you bought? I bought last year, I bought these um, beautiful double double petal I don't know what you call them they have double <laughs> double flowering um they were they were dahlias but they were they were just this most beautiful shade of like salmon and yellow Ooh. and they were really nice and they grew really well in my on my hot patio I have a very sun south facing backyard so it gets a lot of sun nice yeah that sounds wonderful okay I'll keep an eye out for those kind of flowers yeah yeah and my peonies I love my peonies too. They are so beautiful. Thanks so much for joining us, Carolee. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. Carolee Epp is a communication specialist at AMA. Growing your own food or flowers? Drop us a line at goodtogrow at ama.ab.ca. We might feature you in a segment we call The Plot Thickens. Dun, dun, dun. It's no mystery, really. We want to hear about your garden, what it means to you, what you're growing, or what questions you might have to help turn your brown thumb green. For our first installment of The Plot Thickens, let's find out about some special peonies. My name is Robin, and I have been gardening since I bought my first house in 1995. My grandma always had a cut flower garden, and her house was often filled with flowers from lilacs and apple blossoms to daisies and peonies. When my grandpa retired, he renovated his backyard and filled it with raised beds so my grandma could still continue gardening without getting on the ground. And her home was filled with flowers from her garden. It was wonderful to walk in there. It smelled so beautiful. When I finally had a space of my own, I sought out my grandpa for advice and he recommended that I cut up my lawn and start a new section of garden every year. So I did that, but I didn't have a lot of money. So I would collect seed heads from grandma's garden and she would divide up her perennials and give me some. She had a peony that lived in the same spot since they bought their home in 1950. When they finally moved out of that house, she gave the peony to me and I divided it up and gave some away, but a piece of it is still growing strong in my front garden. Now, I don't know if the age of the plant is true, but 52 years old is, is pretty old for plants, but it makes me happy that it came from her garden. Doesn't matter when she planted it. I have other flowers living in my yard that are offspring from hers as well. I still collect seed heads and trade seeds with friends and other gardeners. When I moved into my forever home, I brought the peony and the seeds with me. 
I respect the little rogue plants that pop up in unexpected places and let them carry on growing so my garden is always changing and evolving. And right now it has columbines, phlox, and potentilla that self-seed, and a campion bellflower from my mom's garden before she finally moved, daylilies and peonies from my grandma. I follow the same advice my grandma and my mom gave me. Weed the garden, give it plenty of water and sunlight. Fertilize every now and then because flowers know exactly what they're doing and you just have to trust them. Share your gardening adventures with us. Or maybe you've got a gardening question. We'd love to hear from you. Send a voice memo or email to goodtogrow at ama.ab.ca. Thanks for listening to AMA's Good to Grow. Happy gardening! Good to Grow is produced by the Alberta Motor Association. If you enjoyed this episode, follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For even more gardening tips and tales, join our Facebook community, AMA Good to Grow.